Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rihanna, and welcome or welcome back to Fresh Off the Broke. Fresh Off the Broke is about personal experiences growing up Asian American in a predominantly white community, Asian media, and Asian pop culture in general. Race has always been a sensitive topic. Every day there are debates over race. With our podcast, we intend to shed light on the experiences of first-generation Asian immigrants, not put them on a pedestal. We understand that race isn't everything, but there should be an acknowledgement of people of color, the knowledge gap, and the racial divide that will ideally be broken. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into the episode. Today we'll be discussing respecting foreign names. Yes, and before anyone out there, which I'm assuming there won't be that many people out there like this, because I think our our audience is generally... (laughs) Pretty open-minded. Yeah. Before anyone out there starts saying, oh, what do you mean by like foreign names? Doesn't matter. Who cares? There are there's actual proof through studies and reports that people with foreign names are just automatically given less opportunities or are perceived negatively by professionals. So I have two examples right here. One is a study conducted by the University of Toronto in Ryerson from 2017. And by the way, we'll be linking these in the description if anyone wants to read through these because they're really interesting and several pages long with lots of details. So if anyone wants to just prove that, go read, I guess. (laughs) In the UT and Ryerson study, they found that people with quote unquote Asian names, whether first name, last name, or their full name, which is very quote unquote Asian, they were 28% less likely to get hired compared to people with Anglo slash English name, which that just kind of dispels the whole, oh, if, they, if people color are discriminated against, why do Asians get like more jobs or whatever? Yeah. Untrue. Now, it is important to note that Asians are not the quote unquote most discriminated against in in reference to the job market mm-hmm. and the hire, hiring process because in a UCLA study that I found they this one's really interesting they basically had groups of people come in and read a script and all they did was change the name of the character from a white male to a black male they did they, they took very common names. So, for example, they did Connor versus Jamal or Wyatt versus Deshaun. And in in this study, they found that people, when they were reading the script with the name of a black man, they acted out the scene much more aggressively, much more violently. Oh my God. And that just proves how there's just this automatic perception that black men are big and scary and violent criminals when that's 100% not true. You can't just assume that of a group. And with this type of perception that leads to rejection uh, for interviews, rejection to pass, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the quote unquote next round for job, uh, sorry, for the job process or like, you know, when you're trying to get an entry level job or just like move up in your industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, I'm not even that surprised that those are the outcomes of both of those studies. 
like it's not really surprising to me but I'm glad that there is actual like proof and studies done on this type of stuff because a mm -hmm. lot of it is usually just thrown under the rug you know especially with the second one because that's a direct personal bias because people are reading very normal scripts by the way it's basically someone let me check so someone wakes up and then goes about their day and then as they enter a bar someone brushes shoulders with them and like bumps into them and then the character the protagonist basically yells at the person that brushed up against them that's the whole script and the people that were acting under a black name and but when i say that i don't mean the actors were black or whatever the name of the character they were playing was black and they reacted much more violently for instance they acted like they wanted to start fighting when really it's just the, the different name and yeah but it's sad that people do that but i'm not surprised that that was the outcome for that yeah like you said, I'm glad there is there is a black and white, just like solid proof there. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I guess a little about like personal name names, personal names. That's kind of weird, but just to talk a little bit about um, Filipino last names, I just wanted to point out that there are a lot of not like there. I mean, sorry, there aren't a lot of Filipino last names due uh -huh. to uh, colonization because um, as you may know the Philippines was colonized by Spain and also like Japan and like a bunch of places but um, so a very I think the most common Filipino last names are Garcia um, there's another one De La Cruz and these are all typical Spanish last names. So there's <laughs> right. not, yeah, there's not a lot of native Filipino last names because of all of this. <laughs> and it's funny because um, my parents told me a story that their grandparents told them that uh -huh. back during the time of colonization, our last name, well, I guess my dad's side of the family's last name was actually Gatdula which uh -huh. if you had that last name it was pretty much you had ties to um like royalty or like mm -hmm. part of the royal lineage basically wow. and while the japanese or not japanese sorry while spain <laughs> getting mixed up there colonized or maybe it was the japanese i'm not sure <laughs> do you want to double check <laughs> one of the two colonizers were basically killing everybody with the last name of Gadula. So our family had to change our last name. And that's the story that they, I guess, told through generations. And obviously, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true, but I'm pretty sure that's like a popular story with, people's, with people of like names such as De La Cruz, Garcia, stuff like that, because it's such a popular Spanish last name. Mm -hmm. Do you want to? double check who it was that did that yes well for historical <laughs> accuracy honestly i don't even know if if i search it up will i get one or get something like that because it's just like one of those tales that are 
passed down throughout families, you know? Mm -hmm. Let me check. Yeah, I checked, and I'm pretty sure it's Spain. Again, it just Mm -hmm. makes the most sense, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, I, I have a relatively... I don't want to say cliche, but this is a pretty common experience for first-gen kids. I have a Chinese name, but my parents chose to also give me an English name. And it's interesting because it was almost just an kind of why wouldn't we give her an English name? You know, we're, we're in Canada. It would probably be helpful. And it makes me sad because growing up, whenever I encountered classmates with names that weren't in English, people would always ask if they had a nickname or if they had an English name that they could go by, which, um, hello, just try to at least put in some effort to learn their name. It can't be that hard because, you know, we've, we've seen those jokes or memes about how people that speak English primarily or, you know, like white people, they have no trouble pronouncing some fancy French name. Although, you know, some some of them are like pretty bad at pronouncing name brands, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) They have no trouble trying to go through all that. But then when, for example, I don't know, an an Indian person comes in and they, they have an Indian name, people will be like, huh? Can you can you like change your name, please? Mm. And it's it's always made me uncomfortable because for me, having an English name does put me in a more privileged uh, place because even though my last name is very is very much Chinese, I I guess going going through school and stuff like that, I wouldn't have the same struggles with people not knowing how to say my name and me always having to correct people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just second nature for my parents. They didn't really say like, "Oh, should we come up with an English name for her?" No, they they just came up with an English name for me. I mean, they didn't come up with the name Tiffany. A family friend did, but that's not, you know, I still got an English name out of it. Yeah. But yeah, and speaking of mispronunciation and not bothering to respect people's names, with the recent. Uh, Atlanta shootings on the news when they were referring to the victims, not only did they not even bother to pronounce their names properly when they could have easily looked it up online and found a video, they didn't even write the victims' names properly. Yeah. They they wrote it in a western in a western way. So, you know, first name and then last name. And then for some reason because there's, there's a lot of Asian names, especially uh, for the victims, many of them were of Korean or Chinese descent. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of them, their names were what I guess people would call three-word names. They're made up in like three words, but that's their whole name. The second word isn't supposed to be a middle name of any sort. There's a lot of people that have two quote-unquote words for their name. So, for example, one of the one of the victims, their name was Xiaojie Tan, which the thing is, Tan is their last name, and they still, and I guess, you know, if you if you follow the English way, then they would put their last name last. But the thing is, when they wrote it on the news, they wrote Xiao, 
and then J dot tan, which that that doesn't make any sense at all because that's just cutting off their name. That's not uh, putting an initial. That's literally just cutting off their name and not writing it the right way. And they mm-hmm. they did that with everyone. And Michelle Kim, who is someone that works in di- diversity and inclusion, she, she has a, how would you put it? She has an org- organization slash company that works on kind of like diversity workshops and making sure that they're ethical and actually substantial. And she made a tweet about this miswriting, comparing it. I'll put it up on the screen. She wrote, in all caps, journalists would never release a non-Asian name with half of the first name spelled out. You would never do that. Cutting off half of a Korean person's first name is like saying K.L. Swift, Mick H. Jackson, Sal E. Gomez, and Ari A. Grande. Make that make sense. And that's, that's true. Good, that's like, Yeah, because... I mean, at the end of the day, you always have to compare things to celebrity. Then this isn't this isn't me shading Michelle Kim. It's just just more one of our we live in a society kind of comments. Yeah. But yeah, that literally is it because people Asian people having names that are technically more than one word. It's basically like pe- English people having names with more than one syllable because. Taylor Swift, if you wrote that in, for example, Chinese, that would be, the Tay would be a Chinese character that sounds similar to Tay, and then Lur, and then Swift. That that would be, end up being like a three-word Chinese name. And so them cutting it off not only disrespects them as individuals, it's completely tone deaf to the idea of just not even bothering to respect the culture of the name that I came from. Mm. And like I said earlier about them not bothering to research videos or just consult an Asian person, a lot of people on social media, for example, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, they made videos and also written explanations as to how to say and respect these people's names, which they didn't, they shouldn't have to do. That's, that's the whole incident in itself was extremely mentally taxing for the community. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these people have to beg news outlets to just say their name properly. Just do proper research in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's like what well, I think we've talked about this before. It's like the, if you want to do research on like diversity, mm-hmm. shouldn't you be educating yourself rather than having, you know, the people of color explain themselves like I guess that is research because you're asking someone but at the same time like why don't you learn about it yourself you know I forgot which what we were talking about but we've met we've mentioned this like a couple of times in the past when we were talking about um, writing Asian characters in books or talking about representation in general we we I think we mentioned this a few times on our podcast excuse me and the thing is this I've seen this a lot more recently but a lot of 
a lot of uh, people from the BIPOC community have been saying, hey, Google is free. Stop yeah. asking me the most yeah. basic things all the time. And it honestly is quite annoying because it shouldn't be their job to be your yes. 24-7 diversity tutor or anything. And even with the whole, with the increase of companies trying to do diversity workshops, at the end of the day, they're just asking people of color or people from the marginalized community, which they want to speak about, to do all this extra work. Yeah, all and the, work the people the people in place of privilege and the people that don't have any ties or experiences with that, they just sit there and listen. And do I don't like do they even process the information? Are they even gonna use that moving forward? We yeah. don't know that. I mean most likely not, but you know. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty infuriating. Mm-hmm. And there's there's actually another instance of this in the past. It happened around the summer of last year at a U.S. college. Honestly, I never heard of this college until the news story broke out. It's called Laney College, which, of course, that's not the shade of prestige or anything. I just never, I'm not that familiar with American colleges because yeah. we're Canadian, <laughs> in case anyone forgot. <laughs> From Canada. Yeah. But we love, we love our American listeners. Please don't take that in any other way. Basically, Lady College is a public community college located in Oakland, California. Basically, a female Vietnamese student, she was essentially insulted by her professor. She, I'll throw images up. She was, hang on. Her professor emailed her saying could you could you anglicize your name your name sounds like an insult in english and she very respectfully and calmly replied via email saying your request your request for me to anglicize my name feels discriminatory and i'll move forward with filing it a complaint with the with the title i office if you cannot refer to me by my given birth name which 100 percent makes sense i don't As see she should yeah and the thing is, the reason why he even thought that it doesn't make any sense because, okay, let's just say visually it looks like whatever. Because the thing is, I, I looked this up and I will mention, I will also mention this later. Her name is spelled P-H-U-C space B-U-I and it's pronounced Fukboi. And the thing is, I guess for this specific instance, we will not censor this, but her teacher essentially thought it said fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that doesn't even, let's, even if we tried to rationalize this for a quick second, you could say the first word in her, the first word character in her name mm-hmm. looks like the F, F word. Let's just take 5,000 steps back and say that. The second one doesn't. No. That is a U. And later on, when they had video calls for class, he refused to say her name. He called her P, P the letter P. For, for instance, when, you know, for example, 
if she said a question or if he referred to her in any way during class, he'd refer to her as P, just the letter P, which is extremely disrespectful. And it wasn't until after she posted about this on social media, you know, she posted screenshots of their email conversation and Oh, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. He had one more extremely offensive email. Yeah. Let me let me let me read that first. He said, and oh my god, your name in English sounds like fuckboy. If I lived in Vietnam and my name in your language sounded like eat a dick, I would change it to avoid embarrassment, both on my part and the part of the people who had to say it. I understand you are offended, but you need to understand your name is an offensive sound in my language. I repeat my request. And that, that, when I read that, the first time I read that, I got extremely angry. The fact that he said my language and he would change it to avoid embarrassment on my part. Yeah, and it's, he's basically telling her she should be ashamed for her name being the way it is. Mm -hmm. Be embarrassed of your own name, basically. Yeah, and the thing is, Let's not even talk about the extremely insensitive emails he was sending. The first one, he did not even bother to sign. No. Like, sir, let me just, you know what? I didn't even mention the name of the professor, and I am going to because it's all public knowledge anyway. His name's Matthew Hubbard. And in his first email saying, oh, can you please? No, no, he did not say please. (laughs) No, he did not say please. He just just said, could you anglicize your name? blah 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 and that was it no sign no signature and then the second time he just said matt h and there's not even a space it's just matt h yeah and the thing is you know she's 100 percent in the place of trying to seek public help with this because you know clearly he's not going to be he's not going to be helpful or understanding in any way especially in the way that he said if i lived in vietnam and my name in your language sounded like eat a dick why would it sound like that yeah why 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 was that the first thing that came to your mind huh you can't even make that analogy like it's not you can't make that analogy bro yeah because that just doesn't that doesn't make sense how why would it look why would it look or seem like that in yeah. any way have like where where did he get that from and so like i said he did not make a statement or apologize in any way until after it blew up on twitter you know she posted all these screenshots essentially talking about how her professor was was not respecting her name and how it's disrespectful to her culture and her background and then this guy posted a tweet which, okay, he said, I apologize for my insensitive actions, which caused pain and anger to my student, which, can we just talk about the fact that he didn't even name her there? Yeah. Just say, I'm sorry, insert name of student, at least at the bare minimum, and which have now caused pain and anger to an untold number of people who read my two inappropriate emails on the internet. Can we just talk about the tone here? What? Who read my two in a... Like, he's minimizing it. Is he not? That's what influencers do. When, when they say, 
I'm so sorry that y'all saw a racist tweet I made from five years ago. Well, you're saying my two in a word that I'm more? Hmm? Yeah. Did you have, did you have eight? You want, to, you want to show them to us? Why, why even state the number? What is the point you're trying to make here? The fact that it's a pinned tweet, too, so... Yeah, he definitely pinned it because he knew people were going to come after him. Yeah. Ugh. I don't... I don't, I don't know. It, and then... A Vietnamese YouTuber who basically makes language learning videos, they're called Learn Vietnamese with S-V-F-F, they made a video teaching people how to pronounce her name, and it was a direct retaliation to this whole situation, because in the video, he explicitly said, because this name is not pronounced like F-boy, the way that the professor said so. Yeah. And he made, this was a pretty detailed and extensive video. It's about how many minutes long? Let me check. This is a three-minute-long video. He went he went through this sound by sound and repeated it and talked about the differences in vowels and why it's not pronounced fuckboy. It took three minutes. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. That, again, is extra labor he did not have to do. Mm-hmm. He, felt, he felt the need to make that video because, of course, I imagine... You know, I'm not Vietnamese. I imagine the people from that com- community were, were extremely pissed off mm. that people were disrespecting their language like that. Honestly, like, just looking at it, imagine, like, being in class or starting a course and then basically your teacher emailing you, te- like, change your name because it's embarrassing out of nowhere just because he can't pronounce it. Yeah, the request in itself, is already just extremely odd. Why? Because, and it wasn't even, there, there isn't really a way to rationalize or make this better in any way. I don't know why you would ask someone to give themselves an English name. Right now. What, what do you want to say? Okay, I'm going to go by Felicia now for you. Yeah, call better? Felicia now. Is that better? Thank you. No, what, 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 like, if someone if someone did that to me, I, I wouldn't back down. I wouldn't say, okay, call me Sandra. Yeah, what the heck? No, learn how to say my name. If you think it's offensive, that's your problem. Because that's not what my name means, sounds like, or looks like. Straight up just he is uneducated. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And he I know he made that tweet to say face and not lose his job or whatever but just don't make an apology that you're not like you don't apologize for things you're not actually sorry for yeah because he's not he's he's sorry that he got exposed on the internet he's sorry that people went out went after him and said hey that's racist honestly i'm i'm surprised that in his tweet he didn't say something like i've been getting death threats from people yeah honestly i'm so sorry I've been getting sad because he's probably like, and you don't know how hard it is. (laughs) You know that TikTok sound? You know that TikTok sound? Yes. The the white boy when (laughs) 
Oh my god, I don't oh, know yeah, if there was a meme. I was like, I don't know how hard I am. <laughs> my life is ruined now because I was racist. I'm so sorry. No one cares. <laughs> it got it got eight likes. Yeah. And sixty six comments. I imagine they were not positive. Like, yes, King! Thank you, Woke King, for apologizing. <laughs> woke King. Yes, we stand, Matthew Hubbard. Yeah. It's just sad to me, because, like, at the end of the day, after all the canceling, once all, like, the attention has been had, he's probably just back to normal now. Like, nothing, nothing yeah. changed. Yeah, it sucks. Nothing. It's, yeah, you know, now... We obviously don't have any direct contact with the student. Mm-hmm. However, I imagine that he was probably scared of her from then on. <laughs> and then tried to say her name. But I don't know. It, it doesn't it doesn't seem like there was a good outcome out of any of this. Yeah. Was there light shed on this issue? Yes, there there was, and people from the Asian community and the BIPOC and the BIPOC community in general saw it and defended her, but she didn't she didn't really get her justice. Yeah, and I mean, even if he did get fired, it's not like it would change his ways, you know. Yeah, which sucks. It's, there's nothing can't do anything about this. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> Although, I do have a small piece of good news that I can't prove is directly connected to this situation. However, it came out very close to when this situation happened. So, everyone's favorite professional network... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Everyone's favorite networking social media app, LinkedIn. <laughs> Sorry, I had to introduce it in that way. <laughs> Around that time last year, summer of 2020, they came out with an update where people could include an audio file of them pronouncing their name if they had a non-Anglo name. Or just a name that they wanted to make sure that people would pronounce properly. And what you would do is, oh, before I explain it, you can only do this on mobile. Apparently, you can't do this on your computer. I was I was double checking because I thought that you could also just upload a file, for example, you know, like from your Google Drive or from your computer, yeah. and insert it in. But apparently, it's only available on the mobile app. So if anyone. <laughs> Is on their computer right now trying to f- find this. I, I am sorry. You are going to have to download LinkedIn on your phone. And people can include audio files of them saying, saying their name. And then I will throw a picture up here. Next to your name, there will be a little volume icon, you know, with the speaker and the sound waves. And people can click on that and hear you personally pronounce your name. Kind of cute too. <laughs> yeah, I was really, I was really excited about this because it's not only helpful for people that have non-English names. It's also, in a sense, easier for people that are seeking international work mm-hmm. that 
don't have English names because this way recruiters, I mean, I don't, like we said in the intro, them having foreign names probably won't fare well for them. Yeah. Anyway. But at, at least this way, if they wanted to know how to properly say their names, they could. Mm. Which I th- I thought was really great. I was excited about this. I, <laughs> I never post on LinkedIn. And I made a post about this update. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was like... I, I I went on saying how I thought it was it was really good, and even though I myself have an English name, which puts me in a place of privilege, I have friends with foreign names, and this could be really helpful for them. Mm-hmm. Although I I didn't include this in my post, however, I do also think this goes back to people of color having to put in extra effort or extra labor yeah, just to definitely. get get the respect that they deserve because they have to record themselves saying their name which you know one, one could argue that's not that's not that hard you just have to say your name which I mean you're right you just have to say it you do just have to say your name but at the end of the day it just it, it's exhausting you know you always have to correct people and like I said I don't I don't have to correct people in my everyday life I don't I don't have a I don't use my Chinese name in um in school or in work or whatever. So it's just I don't know. It's a it's a bittersweet thing, but I'm very glad that they came out with this update. It was I like to think that maybe they saw the news about Laney College and they thought, "Hey, let's let's do something good. Let's do better." Probably. Like it makes sense if it was close. It was so close. It was they came out with it around July, and what happened at Laney College happened late June. Yeah, probably. They were probably like, let's do something about this, which is good. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn. Thank you, LinkedIn. Even though it's only on mobile. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, they'll include desktops later on. Mm. But, you know, we're not we're not computer science people. <laughs> that, t- that, that stuff takes time, we know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, kind of unrelated, but a lot of my friends, I just realized, have nicknames because so many people just can't pronounce their name or refuse to pronounce their name. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually, like, met someone pretty recently who goes by, like, their nickname is just two letters. And I was like, wait, is that your real name? And he was like, no, it's my nickname because no one can pronounce my, like, my real name. Which makes me sad because this person pretty much, like, wasn't really, was the odd one out in the sense of they were the only person of color in their, all of their friend groups throughout life. Mm-hmm. And then once I met him, I was like, wait, what's your real name? I can just call you by your real name. Which was also like a way of like us connecting because he was like, oh my God, someone, finally someone like cares about my real name and not my nickname, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know multiple people who just have a nickname because people can't pronounce their real name. It's sad. Yeah, a lot of the time. Sometimes I haven't seen this personally, but I know this does happen to people. Sometimes when people meet people with foreign names, they give them a nickname. Yeah. On the spot. They're like, hey, you know what? 
I'm going to call you insert whatever nickname they come up with. And then they're yeah. stuck with that, even though they didn't want it. Like, uh, okay, I guess. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, I think it's, it's respectful of you to ask him. Like, it, honestly, it should, it's just like, that's co- common decency that people should... Uh, why do people do that? I know. I don't know. But I'm glad one, there's one more person in, in his life that bothers to say his name properly. Yeah. At the end of the day, like we've been saying throughout this episode, if you meet people with foreign names, whether or not you may be a quote-unquote foreigner, please don't have your immediate reaction be, do you have a nickname I can call you by? Or do you have an English name? Something I can't easier. say your name. Yeah. Yeah, I've hated the something... I always hated the something easier. What does that mean? Yeah. Just please don't have that be your immediate reaction. If you're having trouble pronouncing their name, ask them to say it again or say, sorry, I didn't catch that, you know? Just make an effort because they're a hundred much less likely to get mad at you for putting in effort to try to learn their name mm-hmm. over you immediately disregarding their name and just mm-hmm. saying... Can I call you something easier? I don't know if I can say that. It's literally like the bare minimum of knowing somebody is knowing their name. Yeah, you're essentially validating their existence by <laughs> figuring Not, out how to say their name. Yeah. So as as we leave, that's the, that's the note I want to end this on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's respect each other. Hell yeah. Please. <laughs> And if you all, if you're some someone out there that has a foreign name, I'm so sorry that you've had to correct people thousands of times throughout your life, and you and unfortunately you probably will continue having to yeah go through that. But just know that that doesn't make your name any less uh, you know like nice, pretty, or meaningful. Your name is yours. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a beautiful culture. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's note we're ending on. Let's respect each other and ourselves. And happy Asian Heritage Month. <laughs> yeah. Asian Pacific Heritage Month. how to pronounce our names, goddammit. Yes. That's it. Please. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Feel free to leave a comment sharing your experience with having a foreign name, your experience with meeting people with foreign names. Hey, maybe you were once a, you have a nickname person and now you're not. Or maybe this episode made you not want to be. We would love to hear about that. We don't fight. We're all here for uh, growth and improvement. We support each other here, y'all. Yeah, we're a support group. (laughs) And, you know, feel feel free to leave a comment about any of the stories that we might have mentioned today or the studies. You know, the University of Toronto and Ryerson was 29 pages long. Let us know how you process that information and what you came out of it with. We'd love to hear all that. 
If you guys like this episode and want to stay connected with us, check out our website in the description. It contains links to our streaming platforms such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and more. Follow us for more behind-the-scenes content, announcements, and other random things we decide to put on there. See you next time. Bye. Bye.